Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 5, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we're at new highs once again, so the market is on a breakout. We obviously revert back to the trend is your friend until she dumps you. And we refer to new highs as no man's land. So if the market's up in no man's land, the question becomes, what do we do about that? Well, a couple of things. A, if you're long stuff, you ride it, you keep riding it until she bucks you. The other thing that will eventually take place is another sign or signal of a trend change. The market will change course, whether it's before we have further melt up or not, remains a mystery. Either way, we don't have to guess any longer while we're at new highs. We wait for the market to let us know when she's run out of steam. Has anything changed from a big picture perspective? No, not at all. The only thing that's changed from the big picture perspective is the timing. I was incorrect in terms of the timing. We had the third week in February, then we zeroed in on March, and guess what? We're here at new highs once again, so we look and wait for a sign and signal of a trend change. The market will do what it's going to do. Is the market still scheduled and has an appointment with lower prices? And the answer is, yes, it does. When that all begins, we wait for the market to give us the high sign. Here's an hourly chart. We'll just gain another perspective of the same piece of tape. So on the hourly chart, we can see here that from this low all the way back on the 25th, the low is 383.90. Here we are at 406.30 on close on Monday. That's a big move. They're obviously going to pull back, retrace a portion of that at some point in time. From exactly where, we don't know. That's the challenge. We're not going to guess at that. We're looking at the hourly chart just to gain an understanding of where we are on the tape. So we come into Tuesday, and it will be Turnaround Tuesday. We don't know that there will be a turnaround, but it is Turnaround Tuesday nonetheless. Let's go over a couple of the scenarios so that we're prepared coming in for game time on Tuesday. So if the market's gapping higher, not a lot you can do with that. She's in no man's land. It is what it is. But what happens if the market's pulling back Where is the support? Where does the market run into trouble? These are numbers, these are spots worth knowing about in advance. First, there should be, unless we're opening below, but should be garden variety support around 405. Getting below, opening the day below, closing candles like 10, 15 minute candles, 30 minute candles, an hourly candle below 405 opens the door for the lows of today. That low is 403.38, and that's an important spot. Why is that? Because look at all that space in between today's low and Friday's closing price. Therefore, if in fact the market begins getting into this zone, closing candles in this zone below the low of today, the door is open to fill the gap left open from Friday. That's a long way from where we close today. You're talking 60, 70 S&P handles to close the gap. It's a total take back 
of today's activity. I'm not saying that's happening. All I'm saying is the awareness is below today's low and that door cracks open. Above today's high and closing candles above 405.50 and she's going higher. How much higher? We don't know. She's in no man's land, but let's pick out some stuff that just makes logical sense. The S&P 500 closed today at 4077.91. It's close to 4100. It's not that far away. Those big fat round numbers become magnetic. The ES contract is at 4068, slightly behind the cash index. Again, can and will be drawn up to the closer they get to 4100, the more likely it becomes they get to and even spike through 4100. In the SPY equivalent, we're in the neighborhood of about 410. If the market is pushing higher, that would be the rough estimate of the next major upside objective. We can't pinpoint it because we have no point of reference when the market is at new highs. How about inside the numbers? We'll take a look at the pre-market commentary, and believe me, this will only take a minute. Nothing happened today. They gapped higher, they basically went higher, and then they went sideways all day long, taking the opportunity away from day traders. Those days are difficult. Traders need volatility. With a lack of volatility, or the volatility being sucked out of the market, it leaves traders with their hands in their pocket. Even stocks on the move. We'll take a look. We had one real possibility. The others didn't even come close. Might as well take a look now. We're already down there. We had PXD, Cisco, Halliburton, and Comcast. Now, here's the deal. Cisco, we might as well take a look at that chart in a few moments. It ripped higher coming up short of my number. Here's the chart. It's a 15-minute chart. My number was 51.48. The low of day was 51.55. That's too bad. Nice rip away from the number. It's a reaction in the other direction. Even though it didn't produce a trade, the concept is the stock was headed for its destination. Once it reached the destination, two choices are abound. One is turn around and go back in the other direction, hence the reaction in the other direction. Choice number two is hang out for a cup of coffee, run sideways for a while. Why would they do that? Because the destination, or at least the next destination, is down south. Let's get back to the commentary. Happy Monday, wake up green, in no man's land, on the continued breakout. The trend is your friend until it's over. It's not over. It was one of those, the writing is on the wall. The market was closed on Friday, and the market was up on Friday. So the market was poised to go higher today on a gap higher just for the mere fact that it was up on Friday when nobody was looking when everything else was closed. When I say the market was open on Friday, it was the futures that traded for a few hours on Friday. It was part and parcel to another goosing of the tape. The day following a three-day holiday weekend is generally a quiet session. Awareness. This is at zero dark 30. What was today? It was a quiet session. They're pushing up into no man's land, headed to the next destination that will produce a reaction in the other direction. We haven't got there yet. With no point of reference at new highs, we wait for Mrs. Market to put in a sign or signal of a trend change. These are the things that I have to put in your mind at zero dark 30, first thing in the morning, 
coming into the trading day, coming into the trading week, where we were on the tape, where we are on the chart, you have to be thinking like this. Reminder that we're in the donut hole in terms of earnings season. What does that mean? It's the space between the last earnings season ending and the next earnings season beginning, the trades, the morning trades, the stuff moving early in the morning is few and far between. Sometimes we have stuff, sometimes we shoot a blank like we did today and we did a day or two last week. It's part of the deal, the law of averages pan out in a couple of weeks, they're gonna come once again fast and furious. So let's run up the page, we'll see what we have. What I'd like you to do is scan the notes read the notes, go back to the chart, see what actually happened after the notes were posted, see what takeaways there are, what can you learn from being an Inside the Numbers member. Now today, the information was few and far between, it was a gap and go, it was a gap and go and go sideways, so there was an opportunity on the table for traders. One of the hardest things that traders do is nothing. The folks that feel like they always need to be in a trade need to overcome that because there's no chance that you can treat this as a business if in fact you feel like you have to be in a trade. The reason you feel like you have to be in a trade or somebody feels like they have to be in a trade is because they're getting FOMO or it's the fear of getting the fear of missing out. As a trader, we'll take a look at the IWM or should I say CAMP IWM in a moment, but as a trader, you need to be able to recognize when there's nothing to do. Now, if you look high, wide, and deep, and you look for hours, and you look deep enough in the market, you'll convince yourself there's a trade somewhere. I get that. And we can certainly point to something that we conceptually would have taken in the morning that went up, or at least in our favor by the afternoon. I get that too. But the reality is, were the percentages in your favor? Was that a high probability trade that you would take 100 out of 100 times on the board. And that's what I'm talking about. You need to understand that in order to take a trade, it's a trade that I'm gonna take today is the same setup that I'm willing to take tomorrow, the day after, the day after that, no matter what the conditions are, it's a number and a setup that I have to have. That's treating it as a business. When I get an email that says, should I be long or short? That's a person that has a fundamental misunderstanding of how the market works and what we're doing. Nothing wrong with that because you have to learn and start somewhere. Let's check out Camp IWM. Last week, they closed back above the daily chart 20 period moving average. Now the 20 isn't as important as it once was since they've cut back and forth through it a number of times. However, it's still important, it's still something. So it's of note because they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. So technically speaking, as long as they maintain above the 20 period moving average, there's technically nothing wrong with this chart. Some of you will see something like this developing. Now, I'm gonna say something else also when I get finished drawing this head and shoulders pattern, and what I'm gonna say is that each and every time, if you've noticed, that we discuss, each and every time we draw a head and shoulders pattern and we begin watching a head and shoulders pattern, maybe not every time, 
but totally, a lot of times, a lot of these end up failing and going in the other direction. But you're gonna start seeing this on the interwebs, you might see this on television, you'll see this emailed from the world is ending people, or maybe nobody will see it because it's the IWM, and certainly not a lot of people in the big scheme of things track and study the IWM. If the IWM were to go up on Tuesday morning, what would be the first place of garden variety resistance? That first place would be right around 228, 227, 75 to 228. That's provided they're able to get above today's high. Without getting above today's high, obviously that becomes an impossibility. Here's something else interesting on the weekly chart. There's nothing wrong with the chart. It's riding up the 20 period moving average in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. Last week, once again, if you'll notice, they tried to get below an important spot. What's the important spot? How about 217.67? That's the low of this breakup candle right here. So closing below that would be a problem for the IWM on a weekly basis. That's a Friday close. However, they spiked below it and rallied back to close back above it on the weekly close. Again, just on its face, that alone is a bullish thing. Now we look at the monthly chart, and since we closed the month of March, it makes sense to take a look, see what we've got. It's an interesting candle. We can make a case that that could be a sign or signal of a trend change. So what do you do with that? Well, forget the fact for a moment that it's a monthly chart. You could, be short against this high. The high is 234.53. Forget the fact that it may be too far for a stop for some of you. We're just going through the mechanics of how this works. So the numbers are the numbers. I don't make them up. I just report what they are from the chart. So the stop is a close above that high. In this case, because it's a monthly chart, it would have to be a monthly close. So that's not a realistic trading opportunity waiting for the month to close. Well, there's a lot of runway left for the month to close, so we're not gonna do that. But if this was a daily chart or even a weekly chart or an hourly chart, that's different. We wanna note this monthly chart. We wanna watch it throughout the month. We wanna watch to see what happens. Can they get above this month's high or last month's high? Can they close above it? Will they spike it? Will they attempt it? Or is this gonna be a trend change? We don't know yet. Another thing that I look at on the daily chart is this setup here. So we make a low and the market is telling us that that low, 207.21 on that day, is an important spot. Now, we may or may not have known that in advance, but we know that now because the market went there, turned around on a dime, and took off in the upward or northern direction. That's an important spot. Now, they came back around to run a test of that spot. They didn't quite run a test to the penny, but they made a higher low and a reversal candle on that day. That's also bullish behavior. Again, we read the chart that's in front of us, we take it at face value, and we have an awareness of other things that are out there. For example, playing the umpire, calling balls and strikes, if in fact they ever get below, when they get below this low and close the day, two days, three days below this low, 208.03. That's a reversal from a test of an important spot 
Once they give that up, it's goodnight Irene. And by the way, it's goodnight John Boy and the rest of the Walton. And if you're too young to have ever heard of the Waltons, don't worry about it. Give you a hint. It's a TV show in black and white. Also, we're keeping in mind the position of the IWM as it relates to the SPY. We look for confirmations. We look for non-confirmations. We look for divergences. Here, we do have a divergence. The S&P 500 is at a new high. The IWM is not at a new high. Why is that? We don't need to know why. We need to know that it exists. It is a puzzle piece, and it is. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Who's running the transportation department these days? Is it the guy from South Bend, the mayor from South Bend? Let me ask you this. What does he know about transportation? Maybe he knows a whole lot. I'm skeptical. Talk about the trend is your friend until it's over. The transports continue to power forward. There's nothing to see here. They continue to make new highs until and unless they do make a trend change, provide a sign or signal of a trend change. There's nothing to see here. Very, very strong market, very strong uptrend. Monthly chart, very unrealistic that it continues going up towards a 90 degree angle. So these things can persist for a while. We can certainly go up for more weeks, even another month or so. But in reality, this is not a reality. Hard to see it in advance, hard to understand it for some in advance. But the reality is markets don't do this. Charts don't do this without correcting themselves. GameStop ended up almost at a 90 degree angle. Viacom started at a 90 degree angle. Discovery was getting up toward a 90 degree angle, and these aren't 90 degree angles. I'm just using that as a reference point. So when you see this, you know two things. You know it's going to end, and this chart, like all the rest, will revert back to a mean. They always do 100% of the time, unless there's a buyout, but I don't know if anybody's gonna buy out the transport. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? We were talking about this a couple, three times discussing the disparity between the Qs and the SPY, but we also did this and said, hey, here's a bullish situation inside of a lower high situation. Well, guess what? Here's a breakout situation. Here's a filling the gap situation. Here's a market that's rapidly approaching the former highs in short order. Pretty remarkable to say the least. Did I expect anything like this out of the queues? No, but the market doesn't have any clue, nor does it care what I expect. The market's gonna do what it's gonna do, and it's our job to interpret the tape, to read the charts, and decipher the information. The XLF, the financials, they're not at new highs, but they're pushing on the old highs. Above 35 is the old high, slightly above. They're slightly below 35. It's kind of negligible when you take a look at the big picture and see where they are on a longer term chart. With a move like this, and it's very similar to the ones we just referenced, what's 50 cents? By the way, how often do you think you get a pullback to run a test of the former high, to run a test of the breakout area? And the answer is always. Is that test coming? Well, it's not coming right now, but it will be coming to a chart near you once they another 
once they make a new high and eventually will put in a sign or signal of a trend change. Well, they don't have to make a new high, but they can make a new high. About good old Smash Mouth. So let's take a look at what happened here. There's a learnable thing going on. So we talked about this spot and look where they gapped up to and basically where the low of day was last week. The last trading day of last week on Thursday. So they're breaking out above where the market collapsed. So that's a breakdown area. So they ran a test but got above and found support after they got above at the former breakdown area. Now what? Well, already back at the old highs. The SMH is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. If the SMH is strong, and today it was up $4, prevailing wisdom would be that the broader tech space as a whole was relatively strong. And by the way, it was. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you and that without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.